The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. The voice of Husker Nation is on the air. This is Hale Varsity Radio. Insight, opinion, expertise, along with the biggest names talking Nebraska sports. Join in with the show at 402-489-1240 or 1-800-825-5865. Now, here are your hosts, Chris Schmidt and Elijah Herbel. Welcome to it, Midweek Editions here at Tail Varsity Radio. We're presented by Currency. For all your equipment financing needs, go Currency. Chris Schmidt, Elijah Herbel, as uh, we are set to go here, inching closer to Boulder and uh, loaded up for you today. We'll spend some time with Mike Babcock in about 15 minutes. Babbers will check in. Evan Bland of the Omaha World Herald uh, will join us in hour two. And then uh, it's always great to get perspective from a black shirt on the matchup Saturday. Jason Peter back with us here on Hale Varsity. Be good to talk to JP about the uh, showdown and some rough-and-tumble times against CU. Numbers to get in, 489-1240, 489-1240. You can also dial up across the state, 1-800-825-5865. Email the show, chris at hailvarsity.com, and can find us on Twitter, the Hale Varsity Radio Twitter feed, at HVarsity Radio, the YouTube channel, Hale Varsity YouTube. Watch the show that way. Can comment in the stream yard. Can find uh, Elijah on Twitter at Herbal Essence at Schmidt underscore Radio for me. So Elijah, are you uh you ready to rock? Are you going to just go money line on uh, on Nebraska? Are you going to jump all over Colorado and that wicked swing point wise? You're a stock guy. You're a big stock guy. You uh, no doubt took the, uh, the the course at Southeast that was, I, I believe it was consumer, what was it? Consumer science or something like that? I don't know. I'm forgetting. A sophomore year of, of Lincoln Southeast. Oh, the, uh, the stupid like career, life, yeah, career w- lifetime w- Wow. You called it stupid. <laughs> the guy who went to Nebraska on an academic scholarship is going, yeah, I wasted my time. Well, let it be known. I was the only kid in my class to get 100% on the faux job interview. Okay. Do you know why? <laughs> because you wrote it? I no, don't know. I, no, I got this. Uh, this well, it was very similar to my job interview with you where I show up and I introduce myself, and then I just end up talking Husker football with this guy for 20 minutes. And he goes, yeah, I'd hire you on the, on the spot, man. Resume looks great, and uh, you, you great, great at conversation. I went, that was the job interview? We just, we just talked about the just Husker football ball, team for 20 right, minutes, yes. and I got 100% on that. No, good. Wonderful. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I did, I did take that class. Exactly. So, but the, the, one of the exercises in it was to, to pick three stocks at the beginning of the semester and uh, see how they did by the end of the semester. And I picked, um, I picked Nike. Uh, as a stock, and I picked Nike as a stock when MJ stepped away. <laughs> it's all about timing, right? Well, uh, right now you have Nebraska about as 
so-so, the, the national feel, right, on, on Nebraska after Minnesota. Not hating on Nebraska, but it's a far cry, aside from Keyshawn Johnson, it's a far cry from the love fest that is and has been Colorado. And so things are, are setting up for uh, the once-in-all opportunity for Nebraska and uh, for Colorado. Two different opportunities for Nebraska to, uh, to make a statement, uh, the opportunity for Nebraska to get some, some recency and some relevancy. And the other thing I say for Nebraska fans, the opportunity for Nebraska to get some payback. Mm. So I don't know that there's anything that will ever equal 2001. What happened to Nebraska, what Colorado did to Nebraska in 2001 is we're talking 22 years later. It's still brought up. They're printing hats. Well, I was, I was watching a, uh, a little clip from a podcast last night, one of the Colorado podcasts, mm-hmm. and, and these guys brought up the fact that they, they said that game was what ended Nebraska as a national favorite. They it think was, it broke Nebraska. They think it broke Nebraska, despite the fact that Nebraska went on and won, what is it, eight of the next ten matchups? Right, but from a from a national relevancy standpoint, Nebraska was in the top ten and stayed in the top ten. Well, never again. They were there briefly under Riley in 2016, and then faded out. Uh, they were in there during the Polini era for a while, but the best they finished. And I'm not piling on. I'm just saying the best they finished to the end of the season under Bo was 14th. Mm. So, yeah, that was the last time Nebraska finished the season in the top ten was 2001. They finished eighth in the country. They lost to Colorado, and then they they got beat by an NFL team named Miami, the Miami Hurricanes. So we talk about opportunity, and that's what it is for Nebraska, a chance to make a statement, a chance to bounce back. So Matt Rule is looking at this thing from 30,000 feet. He sees it as a chance to just get better uh, as it's week two. We'll have some comments from the football media availability here in a moment from, from both coordinators. But no, that's how I see it. It'd be a chance to get some payback for Nebraska fans. Now, there's always been 1992, Nebraska dismantled Colorado on, on Halloween. There was all those close wins, Elijah, that Nebraska had for a lot of the decade. They'd rip Colorado's heart out until 2001. And then you have this moment where Colorado's never been higher or hotter nationally. It's been forever. You got to go back 30 plus years. It would be just typical Nebraska to break Colorado's heart. As many 2001 memories as there are for Colorado, and they keep selling hats and they keep talking about it, this would be not as big, but it would be, it would be a nice bleep sandwich for Nebraska to give Colorado uh, right when they're the, the national darling in college football early in this 2023 season. Well, and you talk about the opportunity. Nebraska also has the opportunity to make a whole bunch of money for Vegas. For Vegas. <laughs> Something's fishy about this, Schmitty, okay? This, this game, from what we're hearing from the sports books, is shaping up. It's got the potential to be one of the most bet regular season college football games of all time. It's also going to be one of the most expensive games. Yes. Because of, of what it's going to cost to get in the door in Folsom. Get in price is crazy. The amount of action we're seeing on Vegas in this game is crazy. One of the sports books says they have more action on the Colorado game than any NFL game this weekend. Any of the 32. And according to DraftKings Sportsbook, I got the sources out, 
in their sports books, 94% of the bets are on Colorado with 93% of the money on Colorado. That's to cover a three-point spread. That's throwing money line out the window. 93% of the money so far this week is on Colorado minus three. If I know anything about Vegas, I know there's a reason the casinos out there are so big. Vegas is good at making money. And usually what Vegas does is they try to even out the money. You know what? We're going to get 50% one Give way. Give me the VIG. 50% the, the other 10%. way. 10%. Because, it, yes, they take the 10% every single time. If it's 50% of the money either way, they're going to get 10%. Vegas this time is not adjusting the line as you'd expect. Maybe we'll have to talk about this with Danny Burke tomorrow because he's more ingrained with, with how Vegas works and how this operation works. But to me, something is fishy about the way that Vegas is continuing to take money for Colorado and the line is not being adjusted. All, I'm not saying that Vegas can't FPI be FPI gives Nebraska a 60% chance to win. They do. And Vegas, what I know about them is there's a reason the casinos are paid for are paid for and are built. so large. <laughs> and I know that with 93% of the money on Colorado, they're not making much money if Colorado covers a three-point line. They're not making any money. They're losing a lot of money. Hmm? And I know Vegas doesn't tend to lose a lot of money very often. I'm not saying Nebraska's going to go win this football game, but there's there's got to be something going on behind the scenes there that Vegas knows that maybe the general public doesn't know. Maybe they're just trying to capitalize on the fact that they think that the, the hype around Colorado is too large right now and there's just more value in the Nebraska side of things. I don't know. But that is very, very suspicious to me. The fact that 93% of the money's on Colorado and the line's barely moved since the beginning of the week. It's jumped from 3.5 down to 3 and then back up to 3.5. It is interesting. And the thing that's difficult for... Nebraska right now is is marrying that past and then the present. The past and the rivalry talk and the the, the glory part of the Nebraska-Colorado history was just that. Hard-fought games, dislike, bordered on hatred, depending it is hatred for some. And, and then nine times out of ten, eight times out of ten, Nebraska would win. They beat some darn good Colorado teams. There's a couple of stingers in there by Colorado towards Nebraska, the one being 20 or 2001. And, and now you fast forward to the present and this two programs, uh, one that was good 30 years ago, one that was good, really good, Bama good 20 years ago, and they both haven't sniffed it forever. Now you have one appearance for Colorado in the conference title game. I think that was almost seven years ago. You've had Nebraska up until right around 2015, 2016. We'll, we'll make it more cement in, say, 2017 uh, when things really went kind of nosedive for Nebraska. So, listen, Colorado's feeling good. They're ranked. Nebraska's trying to even their record, but above all, build towards being a competent football team. Some comments from a guy that's going to be front and center on Saturday is Jeff Sims, as he had uh, time with the media just about five minutes ago. And quoting Sims, the biggest thing that frustrates me is that I didn't come through when my team needed me. Obviously, I had the two interceptions in the first half. Uh, Go to look through that past stuff. Uh, You got to look through that past stuff. You got to come through when your team needs you. And that's something I didn't do. That has stuck with me. How does he respond? How does he come back for Nebraska? 12 years, Elijah, you threw this stat at me. 
Last time Nebraska won on the road ranked. And they, uh, last time they went on the road and beat a ranked team, and it was a tumultuous week. If you go back into history, it was a Jerry Sandusky scandal when Nebraska had to go to Penn State. They did. They won. Thank you, Levante David, if you're a Nebraska fan. Momentum, though, has been evasive for Nebraska. And they had a chance to grab it. They got a chance to grab it. They got a chance to get to one and one. And they got a chance to, uh, to, get, to, to, come out, to come home for the uh, home opener for Matt Rule. If they go 0-2, how do they go 0-2? How does it look? Because it, it looked similar to some of the past losses for Nebraska in the last and uh, past uh, coaching era. So there's so much on the table here. And, it, and again, it's just football, right? Make it about football is what Matt Rule said. And it's not just the team that has the opportunity to, to change some history. One of the big talking points that we discussed over Matt Rule's first hired, Schmidt, a lot of people in the comment section, well, Matt Rule's only 2-15 and 15 against the AP Top 25. And we had to dive into it. A lot of that was during a rebuild at Temple, during a rebuild at Baylor. And you can't ignore the fact that, yeah, Matt Rule hasn't had a lot of success against the AP Top 25. But this isn't just history with Nebraska that, that you have an opportunity to come back and change. It's an opportunity for Matt Rule, too, to say, hey, you know what? What the fans said about me whenever I got hired was that I wasn't good against the AP Top 25. You have another opportunity right here in front of you. Not, not only is this a, a chance for a team to, to change what the last four years has been for them, what, what the, the university, the football team has been for the past decade or so. I mean, you have to go back. The, the last win over an AP Top 25 team in general, home or away, was, was it Miami in 2016? It was Oregon. Oregon. Oregon in 2016. Excuse me. I had to go. I had to go back further for the uh, the Miami game, but uh, the Oregon game in 2016 was the last time this football team as a whole won against an AP Top 25 team. Matt Rule's record isn't great against the AP Top 25. Both of these 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 sides to the equation, both Matt Rule and the Husker football team, it's going to take a, a serious effort to change some of those things. There's a reason Nebraska and Matt Rule haven't been great against the AP Top 25, but the opportunity awaits you. Vegas says it's going to be close. Matt Rule has said, I want this football team to be a team that whenever you're in a, a tight game in the fourth quarter, you make more winning plays. They didn't get to show that against Minnesota. Something tells me you're going to have another chance to do that against Colorado. Can Nebraska go out and make the winning plays that they need to make in order to flip the script on a couple of, of big stats? We head to Boulder uh, this weekend as it's Nebraska-Colorado. We are at the Big Red of the Rockies tomorrow in Estes Park, 3-5 to five Mountain Time. When you see you there, uh, we are at the uh, Coloradoans for Nebraska, Gary Michaels event Friday, and then at the Blur Parties Saturday pregame and postgame. So swing on by if you're headed on out to Boulder. Big thanks to uh, Sauter Heyman. Big thanks to Lazari's Pizza for helping power the road trip. Brando's Sports World chimes in. Schmidt Elijah, I bet Colorado. So if they win, I win money. But if the Huskers win, my heart will still be full. And I won't care about the money. The old love, emotional hedge bet. <laughs> yes, I love the show as always, guys. Brando, thank you for chiming in. Uh, that was the the Joe Papa, Steve Schmidt special. Was the Oklahoma-Nebraska bet. Where you'd probably put five dimes on the Sooners. And if Nebraska won or covered, it was okay. <laughs> it was all right. And uh, if if Oklahoma won and there was no cover... Well, hide the Jack Daniels. Kidding, sort of. But yeah, the emotional hedge bet. That is a staple of Husker Nation. And it's all right. 
You go with your heart, do you go with your head, and does it work out both ways? I've not laid a bet since 2015. Hmm. And I put a bet down when I try and did my own special formula uh, for the Nebraska-BYU game. And I'm like, okay, Nebraska's got a bunch of guys suspended. BYU's got 48-year-olds playing football. Let me go with BYU to, to, uh, to, to win this thing, but, but Nebraska to cover. And it worked out. It's great. I was able to take mom at a dinner. <laughs> I don't bet that often, though. And um, so away we go. We'll, uh, Are get you going to bet on this one? I don't think so. I, mm. I, I don't know yet. Probably not. We might, we, might, we might think about it. I don't know. As we started the week on a holiday Monday, I was like, man, I don't know how they're going to do. And the more you think about it, hey, four quarters. The more I think there's something weird minutes. about that Vegas line. Absolutely weird. weird. We'll get some sanity next with Mike Babcock, Mr. Husker Football with Hale Varsity.